Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to the penultimate Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast of the season. The football on the pitch is over, but off the pitch, we've got two big podcasts coming your way to talk all the things Itchridge Town Women. I'm joined as ever by Blue Wilson, my co-host and Town Women skipper. And today we're looking back at the season that was our first season in Tier Three, um, finishing thirds in the end, um, which sadly is probably not what we wanted. But what a season it's been for the track, the girls. Uh, Blue, thanks for joining me as ever. I'm looking forward to this podcast. Looking back at all the fixtures that's happened this season, up and down the country, to Newcastle, to Plymouth, to of course being at the Gold Star for a full season. It's just been nice, Blue, isn't it, to finish the season as a whole, um, to actually have a season finishing without you know, pandemics getting in the way. But Blue, thanks for joining me as ever. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good, Ross. Um, like you said, it's it's strange. The season's now done. Um, actually prepping for this pod, looking through all the games we've played and all the experiences and memories that we have. Um, some good, some bad. It, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Um, 2021-22 season done. Um, tier 3, I think sort of looking back at the season, um, at the start of the season, if we were given third, I think we'd probably be disappointed, if I'm honest. Um, I think our outright goal, whether we said that publicly or not, was to win the league. I think fans knew that. I think we, the whole the whole team knew that. Um, we were going to do everything we could to, to win the league, which which hasn't happened. And I'm sure we'll go through uh, game by game. Um where where that sort of slipped a little bit but yeah all in all a, a positive experience and a lot of learning took place this season I think um personally but as a team I think everyone's taken away stuff to reflect on from this season um and ultimately I think it will make the majority of us better better players and people indeed that's what a lot of you know a lot of the players um, have been putting out on Instagram different pictures from the season and a big word I'm seeing all the time is learning a lot of people have learned a lot of different things this year because yeah. um, once again we've got such a young squad I know we keep saying that but they are so young um, and, and Blue before we get into the, the big chunk of the episode I just want to see how, how you're doing how's your rehab going you once again I'm seeing you kicking up me of course laugh didn't play on Sunday at Pompey as well so you two having some good fun um, at half time so how are you getting on? Yeah, I was pinging the ball about actually, Ross, um, mm. which I obviously, obviously shouldn't have been doing. Um, so public, publicly saying that on a podcast probably isn't a great idea. Uh, but yeah, rehabbing all in all is going really well. Um, on track, slow and steady as per. Um, but yeah, moving moving along nicely actually, seeing some progression, um, doing a bit more in terms of running, changing direction a little bit, um, jumping. So yeah, all fun stuff. Uh, which you don't appreciate um, <laughs> when you're not injured. Um, I was so excited when I was doing change of direction. That was that was just a, a small like 50%. Um, but yeah, it's all going well. Um, still sort of work through as as the girls have now got two weeks off, but um, me and Pesk will be still working hard in the gym. Indeed. And I wanted to actually quickly ask you something, actually. Like some of the exercises you've been doing, do you reckon you'll you'll keep doing them when you are fully fit and back playing again? Do you think there's some exercises that you would never really do when you w- was playing? Are you going to bring them back to maybe a new sort of routine that you'll bring throughout next season? Yeah, definitely. So this is the, one of the things and learnings from ACL Rehab. So now that I've had one reconstructed, I'm at a, uh, 
a really high risk of doing the other one or doing the same one. I think the stats are um, in sports, especially women. So for women, if you if you have one ACL reconstructed, the chance of you doing the other one is is almost fifty percent. Um, so oh. not not fun stats at all, and quite scary stats. But um, so yeah, it means that it means that basically the exercise that I'm doing now with the physio I'm seeing. It's it's kind of like a lifetime thing now. So throughout my footballing career, however however long that is going forwards, to reduce that fifty percent risk as much as possible, um, I'll need to continue doing these exercises. Um, so yeah, it's 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 almost like I've signed a, a lifetime contract um, doing my ACL. But um, Pesk will be the same, and anyone who has done their ACL uh, will do the same. So that's why you see so many who have done one and then do the other, uh, especially in women's football. So yeah, scary, scary times, but also gives you motivation because you don't, you don't want to do the, you don't want to go through this again. Um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. De- def- definitely not. And um, we're going to get to, of course, August. And um, sadly that was the month where it yeah. all happened for you. Um, so, well, let's jump right into them, Blue. Um, let's talk about August. Um, it's your town women. Are playing tier three football finally after the two seasons of us, you know, not able to finish the season. Then we then played a couple of games and the season got stopped again. But thankfully, we were playing tier three football. And our first trip was to Hounslow, and um, wow, a six nil win against Hounslow. Um, opening day of the season, always good to start a season with a win. A nice clean sheet. Um, a few people making their debuts, of course, Sarah Quantrill and goal, Bonnie Horwood, Kyra making her debut as well. Um, I think Liv Smith as well. She made her debut yeah. that day. Yeah. Um, you, Captain Armband for the first time. Um, yeah. we, we spoke about this before, but what's, um, what's your memories of that day? Um, you know, a 6-0 win. I think Tash scored our 100th goal for the club as well that day. Lucy O'Brien scored, which we thought was going to be the goal of the season. But we'll, we'll get on to the next game. Goal. Very good goal to, to end off that game. But uh, yeah, 6-0 win, start the season and just being the captain as well. Yeah, it was a great day. It was a really good day. Um, it was nice weather. I mean, the the, the pitch we were playing at, the, would you call it a stadium? I wouldn't call it a stadium. Um, <laughs> the, the venue, we'll call it the venue. The venue we were playing at uh, wasn't ideal. Um, wasn't the nicest place in Hounslow. Um, but all in all, a really good day. We played some nice football, especially for the first day, first game of the season, sorry. Um, a lot of debuts, a new team. I think Kyra actually played at right wing. Um, yeah. So she's played most of the seasons in, in, in midfield. But um, yeah, played that game right mid. Did very well, I thought. Um, but yeah, all in all, I remember being really happy that day. Um, that was a really good day and a good sort of kickoff to tier three, something that we've been waiting for for two years. Um, so yeah, no no better way to start it, to be honest with you. I think so too. And I know there's a few people straight away were like messaging me and say, oh God, it's going to be same old, same old. And we're town now playing tier three football, scoring <laughs> loads of goals. But, you know, 6 0 to start of the season, you know, I think we always were expecting maybe a big result against Hounslow. As you, unfortunately, as you we've proved it, Hounslow have struggled this season. They're, they're rock bottom. Um, but yeah, a good way to start. You know, a few players getting off the mark early doors as well. Um, then our first home game of the season against Crawley Wasps, who are a decent team at this level. And, um, well, your goal, what a goal it was. Knee slide as well. Um, and then, unfortunately, the injury that you did suffer in this game, of course, it led on to more serious as well, the ACL. Um, I'm sure a lot of it is, well, 
is very blank in your mind because of what happened after the injury. But I'm sure you've watched the goal back multiple times. A lot of people have, but um, it was a great win overall. Yeah. But yeah, sadly, the injury. Yeah, I mean that day. At that day, I didn't think I'd done my ACL. <laughs> yep. So that day was sort of pre me being told that I'd done my ACL. So actually, I just scored one of the best goals of my life. We'd won. I'd been cleared by the hospital that I was fine. Um, had a bit of a sore knee, but I was all right. Um, so yeah, kind of weird actually. Um, but yeah, I think it's a struggle with Crawley. Teams like that, there's a lot of teams in our league this season who we've had to work really hard to get a result. And sometimes we haven't got the result and maybe that's that's potentially leading on to why we finished third. Um, but yeah, Crawley are a tough team and we not struggled, but it, it was fine margins again. Um, like we're learning from tier three, very, very fine margins. Um, so yeah, I, when I think of that day, I think of the goal, not necessarily the injury. Um, and the knee slide will be returning once I'm back from injury, just to confirm oh. that to everyone. I, that was one of my first things that I said to my physio. Once I'm back, I need to be able to knee slide. Um, yeah. So that will be back. I'll give you props for doing that on the Gold Star pitch as well, because I just I just couldn't do it. But it, was it, I think because it started to rain, didn't it? Like there's, yeah, it, there's, did. Rain, it did. So it's probably perfect service for it. I, I mean, I wouldn't have attempted that um, no. <laughs> in like, any other state, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's pretty brave. I mean, I was doing quite a, quite a few knee slides at Playford Road in training. Um, confidence was high, you know, practicing for the big goal. Um, but yeah, Playford Road and Felix are slightly different. Um, so it was quite a short one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the momentum just helped you because of like how far you travel with the ball and then you shot? And I think you just that adrenaline went in your body where you're like, I've got to go and do a knee slide celebration here. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think it was shock more than anything. Shock caused the knee slide because I'm not really a flamboyant player. I don't really like to show off or anything like that. Yeah. So a knee slide is quite a audacious thing to do and that's not really me. So definitely the shock factor, I think. <laughs> definitely. Um, and of course, you've mentioned it, I think we mentioned it on Sunday, like I took so many pictures of you um, on the first opening day and I remember just one... Yeah, really thank, thank you very much. Thank you. And you sort of went to me, were you sort of predicting the fate of like your injury? Is like, no, I think I'll just open a day. I'll just take as many pictures as possible. And I think it was just a, a day that I know I had to capture of you because you're the skipper for the first time. You always make sure you got, you got to capture as many as you can just to go that that day will always be in your memory because you captain the club for the first time. Um, and I remember that one picture I love from that game um, was, of course, Crawley was goal, um, goalkeeper, captain. She, of course, took you off the pitch what I thought was a lovely touch and great sportsmanship and of course she came out and sort of yeah wished you all your best yeah. yeah yeah she sort of checked up on me I've seen that she's just left Crawley Wasp would be interesting yeah. to see where she goes or what she's doing now but um yeah it was really nice of her she texted me after and checked up on my on my progress which was a which was a nice touch I think classy yeah. very very much so that's what you like in football yeah. um the next two games to end the month of August was a 3-0 win at Gillingham and then a 1-0 win at home to Cardiff. Um, four straight wins to start the month. What a start to Tier 3 football for us. Um, and also, we didn't concede a goal. So our defence was solid. Sarah Quantrill was getting clean sheets here, there and everywhere. Um, and I said before recording the Gillingham game, if you look back, that is a great result because we, we'll find out in January what happened against them when we played them at home. But um, two really good wins there and, and just clean sheets all around as well. 
yeah, I mean, Gillingham actually ended up finishing in sixth. So it's, it's, they're a decent team. And I think maybe it took them a while to come together as a team. Um, but yeah, when you look back on it, 3-0 result against Gillingham is is really strong, especially as they're hard to break down. They're a tough team. They fight a lot. Um, they've got a lot of grit about them. Um, so yeah, and similar to Cardiff, 1-0. I remember that being a really tight game and being our su- first sort of, like, oh, especially with me watching, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a, a tight one. Um, but yeah, got the result done. Um, in those sort of four games, I don't think we actually, looking back on it, I think we, after the games, each game, we said we could be doing more. We could be playing better. We're not we're not playing at what we could be. Um, and I mean, we won all four. So it is, <laughs> it's kind of weird when you rate the performances and the style of play and all of that, those little bits, which I'm sure Joe will be looking into uh, over the next sort of months before pre-season. Um, but we were getting the results in the, the early early stages of the season. So something to look at for sure, I think. Definitely. I think that's you always want to start a season off, you know, great as well. You um, wanna you wanna start on a winning winning role and thankfully that's what we did. Um then September comes into town and um this is a month where we had two league games and one cup game as well. The first was a four 0 win at Chester and Shelsey. Easier for me to say. Um a warm day, four different goal scorers on the day as well. Um let me get the goal scorers up quickly. Um, Bigsy scored, Tash scored, Barrett scored, and Lucy OB scored. So it's good to see four different goal scorers, which is good to see. And it, I think that was just a, a good win on a warm day, despite we were nil-nil at half time. But thankfully, we got the four goals in the second half. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we've had previous experiences of Chichester in the FA Cup in the previous season. So we kind of know, knew what to expect. Um, whereas a lot of these teams we'd never played before. Um but it's almost like, oh, but it's the league this time. Or there's a bit more pressure on it. Um, but yeah, it's always sunny in Chichester. I've never seen it raining um, <laughs> when I've been there. Um, and we got the job done. Um, good performance, 4-0. Um, still no goals conceded. With a yeah. new, with a pretty much new back line, a very much changed back line. So props to them. Definitely. Um of course, they went on to concede two goals in in the following um, league game after the yeah. cup game. But um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, we beat um, London Bees one uh, 0 in the four 0 cup. Um, I'm sort of, we're going to jump into November quickly because, of course, we then play Southampton in that competition as well. And I think that that's a competition that I don't know if we wanted to have a run in. I think we would like to get as far as possible, but unfortunately, we got beaten by Southampton in the first sort of like. Big tie against Southampton before the you know, league games, but um, yeah, it's disappointing to lose a cup game. Um, but those two cup games in that league cup competition were just uh, two games that probably people forget about because it, it happened and it went. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably class the, those cup games as not a priority. Um, mm. I mean, great if we if we go through um, and get as far as possible, and we love winning. Everyone loves winning. Everyone loves playing well. So if we can win, we'll win. Um, but in terms of priority, it might it might be looked at uh, as a game to rotate players, to get players minutes, to get fitness back and stuff like that. Um, so they provide nice opportunity for that, but also trying new things that Joe might want to do. Um, so, yeah, we got a, we got a tough draw in Southampton. I think they'll probably thought that too. Um, but they obviously went on to win it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those those games are sort of seen as a not a priority this season, whether that changes the next season or or not, I don't know. It'll be up to Joe and Charlie and 
everyone involved. But um, but yeah, in terms of the the league form at that time, we were absolutely flying. Yeah, we were. And uh, after the London Bees one nil win the final cut, we then of course put eleven past Keynesham. And uh, I was I left that game sort of buzzing because I took some really good pictures that day. Once again, just gonna <laughs> say that. Um, because there was 11 goals to capture. So, yeah. of course, there was going to be some good pitches. But I just left that game just thinking, oh, that's what I don't like about sometimes lower league football. When you play these sort of teams and see 11 goals, like, you, just don't, you just don't want to see that in tier three. I thought we you know, we, we were getting in that tier four. We were beating teams like Cambridge. We beat them 10-0. We beat other teams 10-0. It's sort of like, I thought we got away with that. Um, I thought it was great for a goal difference. And I'm sure it was great for a confidence for certain players. Like EK scored four goals. That yeah. day, um, Pescott got loads of assists. A lot of players scored as well. But I just came away from that game thinking, oh, we still got to play these sort of teams and you know yeah. getting these big wins. But it was good for the goal difference, and you know everyone left that game probably happy because there's loads of goals. Yeah, I guess because of the COVID effect, um, a lot of teams in Tier Three, it's been quite um, stagnant. Um, yeah. so a lack of relegation and promotion has probably caused teams who are pushing on, such as us in Southampton, um, to be kept down in tier four when teams above us aren't necessarily at, at the same level. Um, so you've probably seen that now, but after the four, I think it's four relegations happening this season, I think it's still yet to be finalised. Um, but yeah, obviously Hounslow, Keenjam, Chichester and Cardiff are heading down, um, which is quite brutal, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the league will be much more competitive next year um, with Billericay coming up and then obviously Watford Watford coming down. Yeah, I think um, Cheltenham are coming up from the other division um, as well. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they're going to be like. Um, I'm sure we'll, for next season, we'll do massive, a massive preview and talk about different teams that are going to be new to the league, but that's for another podcast. Um, but yeah, that was the end of September. We were riding high top of the league, um, just winning 11-2. Then we went into October, uh, which started an away trip at London Bees, our second game against them, of course, this time in the league game. A 3-1 win at their place, although it was on a random field next to the... Uh, um, high stadium, uh, which I thought was a bit a bit of a disappointment. I think you're just like, oh, the stadium's there, but now on a random yeah. field. Um, they sort of tempt you with the hive, which is a great stadium. I, oh. I would love to play in there. Um, they sort of tempt you. You walk past it and you go to your little field, and it's got a stand one one side <laughs> behind the goal, and it's windy and oh uh, yeah, well, it wasn't my favourite away day. I have to say, no, it was, it was all weathers like. You know, it was nice and sunny before we arrived and during the game. And then I think like 35th minute, it just out of nowhere, it's at rainstorm, wind was going everywhere. I just gave up in the end. I just like got off on my seat and went, I'm not doing any more of this. You know, just there's, there's no point. There's no yeah. point. Because um, I think even the game was not great. Um, but one player that stood out um, and looking back on the reset was Sarah Brazera Carrera, of course, her first senior start, her first goal as well. Um, and just a, a, just a, Three points in the bag and move on, pretty much. Um, and of course, we, we we had some big games coming up in that month. Um, do you want to mention anything else, London Bees, or should we move on? No, all in all, not a not a fun memory that one. Actually, even though it was a win, wasn't great football. But yeah, as you said, Sarah Brazero was a real positive from that day, um, starting and creating quite a bit. Um, so yeah, positive experience for her and definitely a confidence booster, which has sort of led on to the rest of the season. Indeed, yeah, because I think that was a 
first like here she is really moment because I know yeah. she, was, like, she played a few preseason games and of course we've talked about her and stuff like that but this was her starting and scoring a goal and she was just you know that, that was her day really yeah I think she's got quite a lot of hype from what I've seen um on social media obviously I know I know Sarah but um she's got quite quite a lot of hype which I think is maybe hard to deal with um I mean I've seen quotes from Charlie from various people saying oh she, Sarah Brazero, the goat, whatever. Um, but she, yeah, she's only 17, 18, so she's still young. Um, and it's a lot harder to break into that first team squad compared to when I was 17 or when Paige Peak was 17 or when Pesk was 17. So, so I think it's a lot harder because we're all now a little bit older and in that first team. Um, so yeah, she's got time. It's the same with Lucy O'Brien and a lot of the young ones coming up. Summer Hughes. Um, I think for them to just stay patient, uh, and I'm sure it'll come good. Yeah, I think it's because of her name. I think if she didn't have her yeah. name, Rosera Pereira, <laughs> that's a lot of us. Oh, it's it's a hard name to sort of like step up yeah. and go yeah, here yeah, I yeah. am because it's just a great name to sort of just say every time. Yeah. Uh, when you see that, it's like oh, continental and everything. And uh, well, to be fair, when she has played, she's done really well. Yeah, <laughs> well so yeah, she really has. I I think um, Kieran and Joe were joking about when they're printing the shirts, they had to <laughs> properly like yeah. curve the uh, Brazero Carrera because um, it's such a long name I think there's a chance of a spelling mistake in that one isn't there yeah because I think that must be the first time because we probably didn't print a, a shirt at that point because we probably didn't think we needed that early on in no. the season but <laughs> there we go um, but yeah but great great win um, move on then we got a, another good win a 3-0 home win over MK Dons and this was Joe's 50th competitive game in charge um, so 50 games done and dusted and a, and a great win against uh, Milton Keynes. Yeah, again, um, really strong start to the season. It's still going. We went on, a, uh, we went on a, I think it was 11 games in total in the league where we, we just kept winning, um, which you can ask for a better start to the season, especially when we've moved up a league, 11 games. Um, but yeah, all in all, a good win at the Gold Star. Um Everyone, I think everyone was happy. Again, I remember it not being... We still, after the game, reflected, OK, this could have been better. Yeah. Given how many games we'd won, even though even that fact, and even though we hadn't conceded many at all, again, another clean sheet, um, we still weren't happy and we weren't content and we kept on working. I think that was a key theme in the first the first sort of few months of the season for sure. Um, and we carried that through throughout the season. It'll always be in our minds, but, um, but yeah, in the, before Christmas, a hundred percent, we weren't content and we kept on going, kept on going. Indeed. Um, I've just looked back on the goal scorers that day as well. Uh, Luce O'Brien scored and Zoe Barrett um, scored twice as well. And I think, you know, Barrett was scoring a lot of goals at that point. She was like, you know, going to really battle Tash for the, the golden boot, you know, this season. Yeah. Um, but she had a fantastic fly start, didn't she, Barrett? Yeah, I think she loves to score against MK Dons. I think it's because yeah. it's a fast team. Like, there must be something in there, but mental that um, <laughs> she just loves scoring. But yeah, uh, I'm looking now at the attendance, 380. Decent, very decent. I think that needs a shout out this season. The consistent growth in attendances, especially from last season, has been insane. So yeah, the support, uh, the ups and downs, uh, the fans are always there. Um in Plymouth, in Newcastle, oh. wherever we are, they're always there, Ross. 
They are. And of course, uh, we ended November with a, that Plymouth game. But before that, it was a 1-0 home win over Bridgewater. Tash with a late winner. And who doesn't love a late winner? I think we've we've lacked it this season, scoring late winners. But of course, you want to you wanna win a game before that. But it just adds that extra little buzz, doesn't it? And I just remember Tash, like, you know, scoring uh, and great moment. And I think that was a, a sort of statement win against a, a good Bridgewater side. You know, Bridgewater finished season fourth, like behind us. So... They had a good season and, you know, that was a, a good moment at the Gold Star as well. Yeah, I think Bridger, Bridgewater are a team that they're missing, they're missing sort of a goal scorer or goal, uh, a few goal scorers. Otherwise, like in terms of the goals they've conceded, they've conceded very few this season. Um, so a hard team to break down. They're a tough team, um, but sort of minish, missing that final touch in the final third, which you could say about us potentially as well. Um, but yeah, all in all, who doesn't love a late winner? Definitely missed them this season. Um, I think we had a lot more in Tier 4. Yeah. Um, it does add excitement and it, you come away from the game thinking like adrenaline rushing. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the picture now of Tash celebrating. That is a great photo, Ross. That is a great Thanks. photo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thankfully, she celebrated the right way. If she went and celebrated on the bench, I would not have been happy. Although, celebrate near me. Thank you very much. Uh, just more like my plea, as always. Um, now, this game is where actually they everyone celebrated the wrong way, and it was at Plymouth, um, a 5 0 win um, at Home Park, uh, Plymouth Stadium. Of course, it was a double header. The men's team on the Saturday, they lost. Disappointing. Whatever. Move on. Sunday, it was all about us. Five goals, unbelievable performance. Um, Prop star fans, as you said already, a lot of them stayed after watching the men on Saturday. It was a good weekend as a whole as well. I remember I wasn't on the coach journey to Plymouth, but I know that a few people are going, Plymouth's a long way. Didn't think it was this far um, because, yeah, Plymouth is a long way. I'm going to have to go to Plymouth <laughs> again uh, next season. Uh, I'm sure that hopefully that'll be a double header as well because, you know, why not? Why not make it a double header again? 2.0. But um, this is a great weekend, weren't it, Blue? Because we saw five goals, good performance, and Plymouth is a nice place. Yeah, really great memories from this weekend, actually. It was nice to see the men's team, although they lost. Um, but yeah, I remember getting on that bus and realizing, sort of, got, got halfway through the journey, thought, Actually, you know what? <laughs> this is a long way. This is a long way. Um, but yeah, all in all, great weekend. We played some great football that day. Really great football. Nice stadium. I was in some comfy seats. A page peaks coat on. Yeah, that was a that was a good day. Um, and again, another clean sheet. I'm just looking at the goal scorers. Well, yeah, I think there was five different goal scorers. So yeah, Peak scored from the penalty. Then yeah. Barrett, Tash, Maddie, and Lucy. Score. So they have five different goal scorers, which is always good to see. You like to see that. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, Paige Peak gave the penalty to Lucy O'Brien, didn't she? Yeah. Um, which was a nice touch. And obviously O'Brien slotted it. Of course. Um, of course because she, she doesn't miss. She does not miss. She does no. not miss. Definitely not. And we'll get on to, of course, Southampton and the FA Cup and the penalty shootout later because she mm -hmm. um, led that as well. Um, so, yeah, that was November. Uh, no, October, sorry. We're now going into November. Um, of course, we started with a 1-0 cup defeat against Southampton, which was covered. Move on. Then the FA Cup campaign starts. Um, a 2-0 win at MK Dons. The black shorts came out. That combo that just I, I was loving from the off. When I got told about it, I was like, oh, my God. And when I saw it in the flesh, Blue, just like yourself, it was just beautiful to see. Um, and we won that game 2-0. Once again, it was a very scrappy game because the pitch... 
which we'll get on to for the second game we play against the match in the league. But yeah, in the FA Cup, doing what we do best, win FA Cup games and um, yeah, get into the next round with a 2-0 win. Yeah, start the long journey ahead. Um, again, MK Don's tough pitch, as you said, um, but we got the job done and we, we love the FA Cup. I think the previous season... Um, bad memories. And I think that was in our minds of what it felt like to go out the FA Cup, um, especially to Bilirki. But um, yeah, MK Don's job done, clean sheet again. Um, and to bounce back from that sort of cup loss in against Southampton previously um, to get back into winning form, uh, which then led on to the, the Sunday after, which was a nice one. Yeah, Southampton part two, but the proper fixture in the league. Um Neither of us were there, though, unfortunately, Blue. Um, no. I wasn't there, you wasn't there. And I I was sort of gutted about it, but then also I was having fun in Newcastle. So it is what it is. But um, that's maybe my, one regret this season. One game I've sort of regretting to miss. Uh, there's a few I probably wish I did miss because they were rubbish. Um, we'll talk about those very soon. Um, sorry, Joe, or any players listening. But there were some <laughs> games I was like, why am I here? This is just rubbish. Um <laughs> Not because of you, just the, the surface and facilities yeah, and all that. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Yeah. But what a win. What a yeah. win. I remember being in the car, um, doing the graphics of Kieran and seeing us being one nil up. Oh my days. What a what what a start. And then yeah, winning the game overall. Um, I don't know where you were at, at the, that point, but I'm sure when you were seeing the result, you were buzzing. And I'm sure we were of course we've recorded the podcast since then talking about that game. But yeah. that was just a, another big statement in the league. Yeah, so that day I was five days after my op, mm-hmm. so I was in bed. Um, but yeah, obviously I was scrolling through Twitter like an absolutely mad person. Um, but when I saw the first goal, obviously celebrated. Um, and my bed was in a different room from the sort of kitchen area. And when the second goal went in, I knew I was like, we're not going to lose this now. So I absolutely screamed. I was like, going for it. If my mum runs in... He's like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? My mum is 2 0. It's 2 0. She's like, oh my God, I thought you were, I thought you'd fallen off or something. I thought you were in pain. But no, just celebrating. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a, a cheer up for me. Um, but yeah, two, I mean, 2 0 against Southampton. Very few teams have beaten Southampton this season. Um, and to win 2 0 was sort of a great lead in. And we then wanted to finish sort of before Christmas really strong because up to that point we were unbeaten in the league. It's yeah, it's crazy to think at that time we were absolutely fine. Um so yeah, all in all a great day. I I wish I could have been there because I think the adrenaline, the whole feeling and the way back on the bus would have been um insane. So yeah, I'm slightly gutted that I missed that. Um but kind of couldn't help it because of my surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no one blames you for that. Um, but I'm sure we'll have many more memories. And I'm gonna have a little stop here quickly, Blue, because I want to sort of mention some players. Um, because sadly, of course, Sophie Pescott suffered an ACL injury as well. Um, and she then went on to have surgery just like yourself. Um, and it's proved how much we've missed her. Um, because the early start of the season, I think six assists, three goals, or I think no. it's what's the other way around. What's the, what's the way around? She's got six assists, so she's actually she finished fourth in yeah. most assists. Which... Three goals and three goals. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, let's quickly talk about Pescott then, because yeah, we've had her on the podcast twice. Um, she's now back on the grass running, which is great to see. 
but she has been a big miss in it, just like you, you know, not having both of you on the pitch has been a big miss. Um, and yeah, when she, you know, got that injury, I'm sure everyone else was gutter, just like, like yourself. Yeah, she's a big player to miss, especially in those wide areas where in tier four, we sort of really relied on Anna and Pesk um, in particular to produce um, and Tash to sort of finish it off as well as Biggs. Um, so yeah, huge, huge miss, especially the type of person she is and the way she sort of carries herself in the team environment. Um, that as well as her playing ability um, is kind of a double hit. Uh, so yeah, it was gutting to see Pesk off and obviously go through the same journey that I'm going through. But um, yeah, her surgery was around this time, so she wasn't at the game either. Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah, looking back on it, uh, I obviously wish me and Pesk didn't get injured, um, and it it would have had an effect. Pesk not being there, I think she would have created a lot, and we can see that by the stats. Um, but there, there's been players that have stepped up. Um, but maybe miss that, that sparkle that Pesk provides at times. Definitely. And um, then we continued our FA Cup run, um, this time at home against Crawley Wasps, um, a 4-0 win um, and an unbelievable second-half display as well in this game. Um, but yeah, progression to the third round of the, the FA Cup um, and beating another team in our league. That was one thing a bit annoying, though, weren't it, the draw? Like, I kept playing teams in our league. It's like... We're just like praying, do not be Southampton. Please not be Southampton, of course. In the end, we got Southampton anyway in a few more rounds time. But um, yeah, another good win against the team in our league. Yeah, it's all, it was almost like it was rigged. It's like, yeah, yeah, we cannot get any other team. We were just praying for someone different. Maybe in a, not, we wouldn't even mind an away trip. And luckily we've got Newcastle, someone someone new to play, a different challenge, um, just to make it a bit more exciting, a um, bit more edge to it. Uh, a bit more sort of, you don't really know what to expect. But yeah, in this game, we found fourth and fifth gear in, in the second half for sure um, and really kicked on and dominated it. Um, so yeah, again, dominance in the FA Cup, um, which we all love to see. Indeed. And um, I skipped the beat here a little bit. We are now in December's listeners. Uh, we are in December. Uh, so that game was the first game of December. Um, our second game in December was another FA Cup game. It was the game of the FA Cup. Um, I think that's just how it just fell. At that point, uh, this time it was against Wimbledon, of course, a league below us, um, a team we know well from our previous encounters in Tier 4. Um, this time it was at Plough Lane, so a stadium game, which is great to see. The surface was beautiful. Um, it was a good day all round. Um, and it was just, a, I think, professional performance. Get a job done, 2-0 on the day um, and through to the next round of the FA Cup. Yeah, nice little stadium, lovely pitch. Um I think Wimbledon has some have some sort of bad memories attached because of that mm. loss that we had away to them. Um, so we were cautious of that, and we knew that it was even though they they were the league below, um, they probably could compete and beat some of the teams in our league. Um, so yeah, we we didn't go into that game thinking, oh, we're going to blow these away, um, but we we dominated the game. I think, um, and I remember I was sitting in the stand with Lucy O'Brien, um, and sort of towards the end. Uh, we had the F1 on, and it was that day where uh, Verstappen beat Lewis Hamilton on the final day. Slightly controversial, but we won't go too much into that. No, but yeah, no, all in all, all, in all um, again, another FA Cup win. Indeed. Um, I think that's put us, was it the last, no, round four, progress to the round four. Um, yes. Bear yeah. with me, listeners. Uh, I should be more prepared, but as you all know, I'm not. But yeah, fourth yeah. round. Fourth round, yeah. 
Sounds good. Um, then the last game of 2021 was a trip to Oxford um, in the fog. And uh, we lost uh, 3-1. Uh, First loss. First loss in December. And I mean, yeah. at this point, if if you just said, okay, your first season in Tier 3, um, your first loss, you're going to go unbeaten until December the 19th. I think Joe and all the players would have snapped your hand off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quite a heavy defeat to Oxford, 3-1. Um, I think Oxford's home form has been unbelievable this season um, and a reason why they finished above us. Um, but yeah, they had the edge on us that, that game. We weren't quite on it and sort of paid the price for that. Um, went into Christmas thinking, oh, actually, we're not, we're not invincible. Um, so yeah, definitely... Definitely a pivotal moment of the season, I think, sadly. Indeed. And, um, of course, Brazera Carrera scored a consolation goal that day. Yeah. So, um, you know, probably a goal that she won't remember, but at least that's just something she can put uh, there. But, yeah, that's a, a disappointing end to the year. But then we get into 2022. Um, I think at that stage, we're just happy that the season's still continuing. You're like, oh, my gosh, we've never gone this far before. It's like, yes, we're playing games. We got through... Uh, you know, first sort of calendar year, it's like we're here, January, boom. Because, of course, there was still like rumblings of like maybe lockdowns again. Because I know there's yeah. games getting cancelled because of COVID and stuff. And the Christmas period, I think a lot of people were like just didn't want to get COVID because they were like, no, I want to play football, I want to go to games. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, all was okay. Um, so, January, we started with a 1 1 draw at home to Pompey. And to be honest, I can't remember this game at all. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because it was you know, not a great game or because it, it was January 9th, 2022. But um, yeah. I know Tash scored. She got a header, uh, took us in front, and then, of course, Pompey levelled with... Um, was it a was it a good goal? I think it was a good goal, wasn't it? It was a free kick. Something like that. Struggling to remember. So their, their goal was sort of their centre-back. Um, yeah, it was a free mm. kick, and then she whether it's a save from Sarah or it's some sort of deflection, then she hit it into the top of the top of the net. Um, but yeah, all I remember from that game is their fans. They're, they're very loud fans shouting, come on, you minty army or something like that. Yeah. So buying a mint coloured kit. Um, I wasn't too sure about that chant. Um, <laughs> but again, I mean, in January, we had 367 people there, um, which blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not a great way to start 2022. Um, Portsmouth for a tough team, though, as we found last week. Yeah, we did. Um, actually, you know what I can remember from that day? And we mentioned it on the pod last week. It was cold. It was bloody cold. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was <bloody> cold. Yes. <laughs> um, which we found out for the rest of January because a lot of games were cold. Um, 9-0 <laughs> home win over Hounslow. Um, another big result. Uh, yeah, loads of goals. Tash scored four. <laughs> Maddie and Laffy bagged a brace and uh, Paige Peak scored with a free kick, which is good to see. Yeah, great to see. And probably a confidence booster that we needed off the back of the Oxford loss and then the Portsmouth draw. Um, we hadn't really experienced a, a tier three sort of, I mean, the 11 games previous to that, we were flying. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was Hounslow's you kind of know what you're, you're expected to get, um, but it's just about delivering and being clinical. And Tash was very clinical that day. Four goals to up the stats, um, which is good to see. Definitely. Um, and then we had a trip to Keemsham. Of course, we beat them 11-2 early in the season. Then we went to their place 
um, and beat them 5-2. Um, Lucio Brian scoring a hat-trick and um, the Lucio show. Uh, of course, we got her on the podcast a week later and got told off about it. Won't get into that. Um, but it, what, what a statement from her. Um, scoring a hat-trick, a first senior hat-trick. We, we knew she was a fantastic player um, from her goal against Hounslow and other play, games she played. And, of course, she scored you know, against MK Dons multiple times as well. But this was a game where she really stepped up and to score a hat-trick at her young age as well. It was a, a good day for her. Yeah, she's definitely been a positive breakthrough from uh, this season. Um, I think the way she carries the ball at times is unstoppable and I'm sure she, she's got a lot to learn um, and she'll progress because she's very young. Um, a lot of experiences to be had. Uh, and yeah, she, we don't need to rush that sort of development. It's the same with Summer and Brazero. There's a lot to come from them. There's a lot of talent there. Um so, yeah, we just need to give them time and I'm sure that consistency will come with that. But, yeah, Lucio d- on that day um, stamped stamped her mark for sure. Um, but, yeah, Keenchum seems to have a thing for scoring two goals against us. I'm not sure what it is, but they seem to <laughs> always yeah. score two goals against us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know her name, but there's one player I think she scored in both games and she scored, like, two like really good goals as well. One of the goals, uh, um, goal stars, she scored, like, from outside the box. And I think she did the same in this game. So, props to that that player. I'm sorry that I don't know your name, but I just, just remember, like, they're good goals, you know. Yeah. Sadly, she's playing in a team that conceded a lot of goals, but um, props to props them for scoring against us. You know, there's not many teams who yeah. scored against us this season, but they both games, as you said, they scored twice against us. So okay. there we go, just brilliant. Um, of course, Lucy O'Brien scored 11 goals. She was second in the top goal scoring list, um, and yeah, it sort of went under the radar a little bit. I, I felt like you know she scored a hat trick in that game, but then she had multiple other games where she scored and, you know, her sort of tallies were going up and up and up. So 11 goals, not a, not a bad first full season for Lucy as well. No, very good. Very good stats, especially when she's been playing. She's sort of been playing in the 10. Um, she's played at nine. She's sort of been mixed around, but she's not an out and out um, nine at all. So, yeah, I think it's good stats and hopefully um, she'll build some sort of assists and creation into that um, next season. I'm sure that'll be a goal of hers. But to continue the success of this season too, um, I know that she's very critical of herself. Um, so there is no doubt she'll be analysing the hell out of it um, and seeing how she can improve and progress next season to help the team do as well as possible. Indeed. Um, next game, I wasn't there. Um, midweek, goalless draw against Gillingham. Um, yeah, uh, I've been told it wasn't good. Um, cold cold night as well at Gold Star because it's... Um, Early January and um, Felix Stowe is cold. Um, <laughs> were you there? Were you, were you there or not? I was there, yeah. Take, um, take away. Um, nil nil. Not great. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I've had better Wednesday evenings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah just, just one of those games where um wasn't clicking in the final third scrappy game Gillingham or one of those teams which really sort of come up against you and fight and battle and make it really difficult for you um but I normally love an evening game and I was really excited about this one um but yeah just didn't click didn't click that night um and maybe this is sort of as I was looking through the the season maybe this is where okay we didn't win against Southampton when we played them at home but the reason we didn't win the league is probably for for this 
because of this period after Christmas. Um, I think that's what I put it down to. Um, drawing and losing against teams that probably we should be doing better against. And those fine margins um, in the final third and what it takes to the final third as a whole team, we maybe didn't hit what it, what it takes to be a champion. Um, so, yeah, something we'll reflect and learn on. It's all good learning, um, but does come at a cost of sort of having that disappointment at the end of the season. Yeah, if you think about it, that those draws against Portsmouth and Gillingham in January sort yeah. of did hit us because yeah, they're, 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 the games you don't really want to drop points in at home, definitely as well. We know with the crowd on top of us, um, and yeah, looking back, they are the games we we always talk about. Um, moving on though to some more happier things, uh, we got of course we we knew this already, but we're gonna do a long trip to Newcastle, um, which is just a nice little journey for us to go on. Really, we're still in the FA Cup. Going to a place that maybe a lot of people have never been before. We're playing a team um, we've never played before. Of course, recently they played in they played in front of twenty two thousand people That's at, crazy. at St James Park, which is just mad. Like we we thought it was crazy when we played them at that, that ground, which was a nice ground by the way. Um, mm. Of course, the ground was called. It's like I think it's normally a rugby pitch. Um, yeah. Of course, Luce O'Brien scoring early doors, um, winning the game one 0 overall. But playing in front of a really good crowd, the Geordies they love their football. But that was just a good weekend as a whole as well, Blue, going up to Newcastle um, and then getting a win as well to go home with was always, you know, the, the perfect ending, really. It's sort of like, yep, yeah, won the game into the next round of the FA Cup. Yeah, I couldn't make that one. But um, obviously, Lucy O'Brien, half volley. I've seen her score so many half volleys and that was her. That went up for goal of the season as well. So that was a challenger for goal of the season. So she had two two goals in there. Um, but yeah, she does score worldies. Um, but I think it was always going to be get tight against Newcastle. They brought a lot of fans. Um, and again, the FA Cup journey continues. And at this point, we're thinking, yeah, you know what? We love the FA Cup. Let's let's write history again. Um, and as you will see in a few minutes' time, we do. But I, I, know you, I know you like a trip up to Newcastle, Ross. How did you find the weekend? Yeah, or um, I had to do the, the journey of all journeys. Uh, of course, the men were playing Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough on the Saturday. And uh, once again, shout out to, to the fans who have helped me out on a few away trips this year doing, you know, they, they're gone to the men's games. So for the Kings from away game, um, they gave me a, a nice little journey. We actually had a home game for the men. We, we had Portsmouth at home. And on the Sunday, they, they gave me a trip down to Kingsham. And for this one, after the game on Saturday, uh, I guess Sheffield Wednesday, where when we lost, um, we then travelled up to Newcastle. They went to their hotel. They dropped me off at my hotel, with, of course, with the team. Um, so props to them for going out. But yeah, it was a good, good weekend in Newcastle. And um, to, to come away with a win was always good. And as you said, uh, we go into um, February, at the end of February, with a, a very tasty tie, which we, we, we're always expecting, aren't we? We're always going to expect. Yeah, we're going to face them in, in the next round of the FA Cup at some stage. And we did finally draw against them. Um, but before that, um, was two games that were very forgettable, or really three games that were forgettable, because um, we had to do take two for one of the games. Um, but yeah, the first one was a, a goalless draw against MK Dons. Um, yeah, where do we start here? Muddy, blood, muddy, yeah, it's a good word. It was one of those days. Once again, it was another sort of bumping our road to the season. We just couldn't get that goal, get the three points and walk away. It just stopped our 
it was again that part of that blip we're having. Um, yeah. But sometimes you have to say good teams play on these rubbish pitches and get wins. But on the day, we just couldn't get that killer goal. No, we couldn't. And maybe that was because of the pitch and maybe that's because we didn't create enough. Um, but yeah, all in all, again, like you said, a blip. And it probably highlights how important momentum is in football. Um, and you look at the the first eleven games, and we're flying because we've got we've won the first. So we've won the first five. We've been looking at the last, the last past month, our first month in tier th- three, and we're thinking, wow, okay, we haven't conceded, and that momentum and that sort of confidence paired with, okay, yeah, but we need to do more. We need to be better. We need to be, that that sort of pairing. I think creates champions, um, and maybe we didn't we didn't carry that through after Christmas for whatever reason. Um, Football's never perfect. There's no one way to win. And that's what makes it so difficult, but also so exciting. Um, but I think what the season really has highlighted for, to me is momentum and that shift and actually looking at the next season, how do we shift that momentum back to us winning again and beating teams and keeping clean sheets? Um, how do we shift that? And I think it's probably easier said than done and there's no no one solution to that. Otherwise, we would have done it. Um, but yeah, it was a blip, um, and a detrimental one, really. Um, because yeah, we all know we finished third, and sad times. I think after that game, uh, we all were sort of quite down about it. Um, but yeah, we we regrouped and obviously played Crawley, um, which was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, we, we played them, then we played them again, of course. Take two. The first game got abandoned after 63 minutes or whatever. Then, we, of course, we had to then travel to Crawley again the second time around. I think both of us missed that game because, of course, we... Well, yeah. I missed it anyway. Did you miss it as well? I did miss it, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you we put plans in place. Yeah. Weekend. Weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, although I've been told that the, the second ground we played at was fantastic and could have been yeah. played there. So it was an astro pitch, wasn't it? Um, so a nice lie of the ball when we bopped it about and beat them 2 0 in the end. Um, so yeah, take two, Crawley, have it, yeah. Um, and before we move on to the big game, um, I know this is a, a long podcast, probably one of our longest podcasts ever, but I hope you've enjoyed listening, everybody. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak to Blue as always, but um. I want to sort of name drop another player now. And of course, that was quoted on our next podcast that week when we beat Crawley was the Lafayette show because Laffy has been a fantastic player this season. The amount of assists, the amount of positions she's played in as well. Um, she gets talked about, but maybe not talked about enough because the amount of work she does play and she's been fantastic this season. We've known that for the last few seasons. She's always been a, a great player. Um, but this year, she stepped up to another level. Um, and she's got so many assists. And, and that game against Crawley, we both weren't there, but we got a lot of rave reviews because it was the Laugh show. Yeah, of course. I've seen clips from that game of Laugh just step overs galore, sprinting past players. Um, I think all in all, uh, looking back at the season, I think Laugh has got to be incredibly proud of what, what how she's performed consistently, um, especially when she's been asked to play in positions she's never played before and she's done it. Incredibly, I think, um, sort of start the season as a four like me, but um, played centre back, left back, left wing back, midfield. Um, it's just, but but she can do it all. 
Um, and to have a player that that versatile who just sort of gets on with it um, is is a great asset to have in our team. I think um, finishing the season on eleven assists, so most assists, top creator, um, which is good to see. But yeah, she's had a great season and definitely up there with with my player of the season for sure. Definitely. Um, next up, of course, making history again um, at the Gold Star. Fantastic crowd, a great occasion. Penalty shootouts had to decide our fate against Southampton. And, of course, we stepped up. Some of our young players stepping up and scoring, winning 4-2 in penalties. Sarah Quantra in goal, making some crucial saves. That was her moment. Um, and, well, we've talked about enough blue on this podcast. A lot of people have talked about it everywhere you can think of. But that is a, one of the big reflections of this season, is looking back at that game and making history. Yeah, huge happy memory, huge happy memory to take away from the season. Having back at it all, um, just looking at thinking about it now just makes me smile. Um, one of the craziest games I've been involved with. I don't, I don't know about you, um, but yeah, for their keeper to score, for us to score an extra time, thinking we're gonna win it, and then sort of last kick of the ball, the keeper comes up and scores an absolute worldy header from a corner is to equalise and go to pens um, for us to then bring on a load of teenagers to take the pens <laughs> and then to win the pens. Oh. My heart, I had heart palpitations that day for sure, but um, I, I wouldn't have changed the way we won it. I would not change it. Um, a no. great day and a really happy memory from the season. Yeah, it's like you just can't write that stuff. The, no. the opposition goalkeeper scoring... A last-minute equaliser to take the game to penalties in extra time. It's just you don't want it to happen. When it does happen, you're like unbelievable, but also I know what are you on the bench? Everyone around the ground were like just in shock and like what has just happened. But yeah, as you said, the players stepped up, took the penalties, and we're into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and we're going to be drawing anybody in the Championship or the Super League. Um, and of course, we, we know our fate um, in March, who we play. But before that, we still had league games to focus on because um, we felt like the FA Cup was sort of it was going under the radar, actually, in terms of how far we were progressing because we were focused on the league. But the FA Cup sort of like, we're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup <laughs> with two more games away to Wembley. Um, but also we had the league to focus on and we went back to the league um, and we started March with a 1-0 win at Bridgewater. Um, another statement win, another rubbish pitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be mentioned but um, this was a, a game where I felt yeah got the win move on yeah I mean you're never going to score a lot of goals against Bridgewater um, mm. I mean they, I think they conceded they conceded they, I think it was 16 goals all season um, which which is, is pretty low um, I mean Southampton conceded 13 Oxford conceded 15, we conceded 14. So when you look at that, they're not, they don't let goals in um, easily. Um, so I think this was a bit of a statement win. I was nervous before this game because I knew that Bridgewater would be a tough test, um, especially when playing on a farmer's field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, another long trek, but worth worth the journey um, to get the win and sort of changing that momentum or trying to shift it a bit. Um, I think we were all still on the high from the Southampton game um, and what that meant. But yeah, going back to the FA Cup, we 
uh, we sort of saw it as a bonus because the league was the most important thing to us. If we could rewrite history again and be what we've done two years previous, we would, and we'd love that. We wouldn't turn it down, but our, our main focus was that league and FA Cup was purely there for, for memories and uh, an experience, I think. Yeah, I think it was um, for players who weren't part of the original, you know, squad, the OGs of that history-making season, but players like Kyra, um, who unfortunately missed out on that, uh, even yeah. Zoe Barrett as well, who missed out on that that campaign. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, well, we'll get into the West Ham game very shortly. But before that, a uh, trip to Wales, um, of course, a 3-0 win. Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 win at, three nil, yeah. <laughs> at Cardiff. Um, a good result on the road. And that sort of weekend was actually good in terms of other results around us. Teams were dropping points. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really matter in the end. But I think we were just so we were buzzing because there's teams dropping. Southampton dropped points. Oxford were dropping points. So we're like, here we go. It's all on us now to win this league. Um, and we'll get on to, of course, in April what happened. But um, it was just a good win against Cardiff, uh, who are... A team that, well, they're not had a great season, but they're just they're a team, a tough team to beat. Yeah, especially with the the trek. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's when you have the trip and you you never know with these teams. Suddenly, like they can shut up shop and sit in a low block all game. Um, but it's always nice when you've got you don't want to focus on the other teams around you, but when they're losing or drawing and giving points up. It does make you feel like, oh, actually, it's a lot better when you have it in your own hands. Um, that pressure, I mean, you're then in control of your own sort of destiny in terms of winning the title, and it's it's definitely a motivator. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's sort of different mental aspects of being the chaser or being chased. Um, sort of pros and cons of each, I think. But um, at this time, we were definitely doing well and heading into that West Ham game thinking, okay, yeah, you know what, let's give this a go. Um, and the prep and lead up to that and the day was something to remember. Yeah, there's a lot of build-up for that game. A lot of media, a lot of everything was going on. Um, we knew it was going to be a record crowd at the Gold Star and we knew the Beeb, good old Beeb, was going to be um, with the cameras and everything. And um, I'm sure all the players were buzzing. But, of course, a bit nervous as well because we'd be playing West Ham, you know, some top players of West Ham. Um but yeah, a one 0 defeat, nothing to sort of feel feel bad about because that was a, a credit to all the players, put so much hard work. You know, what a day. Fantastic crowd. Um, and a game that will live in the memory to a lot of people, and I'm sure it inspired a lot of the next generation of supporters and players alike. Yeah, for sure. To sell out Felix Stowe, I think we did it in a day. And then when the tickets were re-released, we then sold them out very quickly as well. Um, so, yeah, a day to remember we're on BBC Red Button. My granddad's at home watching it. Um, but all in all, we they're a WSL side with various international players. Um, and I think going into that game, we had memories of the girls who did play the Man City game. Like we, we do not want to be embarrassed here. We've come on a long way and... We want to compete. Um, and I think probably our quality that, that day lacked, maybe because of the the side where we were like, okay, we just we don't want to concede. We do not want to concede. These guys are in the WSL. We're we're in tier three. Um so maybe our quality lacked because of the pressure. Um but all in all, one nil against West Ham, a lot of Super League clubs um have done worse than that this season. 
so it's it's something to be proud of and definitely uh sort of a, a signpost in our in our journey for something to remember and smile when we look back on yeah as you said signpost because it's the only the beginning it's only our first big game at the gold star there's many more of those days to come and i know ross i know ross that day was bittersweet for uh, you too oh dear yeah the biggest uh, game in our football club's history as of yet and uh yeah i had an absolute mare with uh, my camera my pictures i was just shambles that day but thankfully the players put everything on the pitch and um yeah, I'll look back. Yeah, as I said, bittersweet, but also memories to be made forever because um, that was a, a fantastic day. And as yeah. I said, the only the, the beginning. Um, then back to league action, um, back to the Gold Star, this time against Plymouth um, on, was it Mother's Day? Was it Mother's Day, I think? Yes. It was Mother's yes. Day. So the crowd was a bit down um, because, yeah, Mother's Day, people probably went, got priorities, got to go see my mum. Uh, we decided to go to Gold Star because, you know, <laughs> we can see our mums any day. Um, but a 2-0 win against Plymouth. Um, and I thought it was just good to just to get, get a win back again um, yeah. after the, the, the highs and the lows of the West Ham game. Yeah, I think everyone's sort of in a weird place because you, you've just played West Ham. You, you don't experience it every week and you have to sort of settle yourself and get ready. And although that was a huge game, the, the league game against Port, Portsmouth, uh, not Portsmouth, sorry, Plymouth, um, is more important in terms of what we want to do this season and what we wanted to win. Um, so, yeah, all in all, Eva with that deflected goal, which I think has been given to her. Yeah, just about. Just about. Um, but, yeah, 2 0 one, solid. Um, three points. Indeed. Um, and sadly... That was, um, yeah, the last really... I know we, we beat London Bees in April um, to finish our home campaign, but we then we saw two back-to-back home games where we couldn't get a win. Uh, first up, Southampton, part four, um, and disappointing day all rounds. Um, Southampton, they got the goal, and that was the first... Well, I have to say it, the first now in the coffin in terms of our hopes to win the league. Um Lou, yeah. it was a disappointing day, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the first 45 minutes I was watching with my mum um, and I was like, you know what, we are, <laughs> we're doing well here, um, doing really well. And I said to her, I was like, oh, you know what, I can see us winning this game and th- that sort of 10 minute period after half, ta- half time changed it. Um, and although we we say, oh, Southampton, the head-to-head, it's really important, maybe this is where we lost the league. No, I don't. I don't think so. When you look at the head-to-heads, we've we beat them before Christmas. They beat us afterwards. So in terms of level, level, we're level, level. Um, so yeah, those those points we dropped earlier on um, were thorns in our side, I think. Uh, but this one, this one was almost nail in the coffin. I think there was a lot of yeah, we we needed a lot of luck after this, and sadly, it sort of led on to. A, a mini downfall um, as the results, yeah. After that, which which is a real shame because I, I wanted to finish the season strong and um, maybe dampens all, what a great start to the season that we kind of forgotten about um, because I mean before Christmas we we were unbelievable and it's just how we can convert that 
next season into being more sustainable and consistent throughout the season because all in all, tier three is a hard place for us, isn't it? It is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel a bit, I don't know if it's the wrong way to say it. Like I've said, you know, first now in the coffin. I don't know if there's a better way to sort of say it, but maybe. Yeah, it is, it is like that. And that is what it felt like, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we will always have belief and that comes from Joe. Uh, we will always have belief that, you know, it can still happen. We just need to win these games. Um, but yeah, I think deep down me and Pesk, Pesk were slightly worried and yeah. uh, we really needed to win this one. We really needed to win this one. Um, and if we had, maybe we'd be sitting here saying different things, um, but all good learning, all good learning, I think, Ross. I think so too. And um, oh, for some reason I put on the notes, I put a 1-0 home defeat against Southampton. I probably just echoed the the cup game, but of course we lost yeah. that game 2-1. And yeah, that, that, that freak 10 minutes of just Southampton coming out of the blocks and scoring two quick far goals. It just, I think it just shocked us all, I think. And yeah, we just couldn't find that equaliser and couldn't do it. Um, then the following week, um, still recovering from that defeat against Southampton, of course, Chishas and Selzy come in town. Once again, easy for me to say. Thankfully, we're not playing them next season. I don't say you to say their team name. <laughs> um, but sadly, this was the final now in the coffin. A 1-1 draw at home. Um, just couldn't find that, that killer goal to really win this game? No. Um, no. I mean, we scored 77 minutes in, so it, show, it shows how long it took. And again, quite a theme, just struggling to find that link-up, struggling to find um, that final third quality, whether that's the quality from the midfield or quality from the uh, back four or back five or back three, whatever we're playing. Um, not necessarily a striker's fault at all, the winger's fault, no blame there. But as a team, we struggled to to make that build-up play and create that build-up play and create chances from that. I remember saying quite a few times on the podcast how important being clinical is. Um, so maybe that's what we lacked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough in Tier 3. Southampton won 22 out of 26 games. Um, so that that's the, that's the margin for error. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. You can't be off the ball at all. Um, and they haven't even gone up yet. No, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be, oh, all eyes will be on that fixture. And uh, yeah, it's, it is, it's just horrible really to think about it. You know, they said, it's, it's no, if you haven't, if you lose one game, that's league done for you. And now Plymouth have got to play one, a uh, Plymouth, <laughs> Southampton <laughs> are going to have to play. If it was Plymouth, be slightly yeah. worried. Yeah, fair play to Plymouth getting all that way. But um, but yeah, just oh, having one, a one game, a one-off game to see if you can get promoted. But that's that's another podcast, another debate altogether, yeah. talking about that that how the league systems are all over. Um, but I've also had a mayor by calling Plymouth getting promoted. But also in our on our notes once again, I said London Bees was our final home game of the season. But no, it was it was actually Oxford. Um, of course we played London Bees. It was a good three 0 win. Um, a nice just sort of day where we, we scored a couple goals. Um, Lucy Egan scored again, like she normally does, scores a, a cracking goal. Um, Boss scored a cracking goal as well, Great um, which is good. Um, and then unfortunately, the our final home game of the season, you know, decent crowd, a nice little send off to all our fans. Thank you to them on the pitch. Unfortunately, didn't get the result against Oxford. Um, and of course, Oxford go on to, to finish second overall. Um, but those two games, what would you reflect on? Um, 
the course of the Oxford game are disappointing. They did a double over us. Yeah. Yeah, Oxford, tough team, really tough team. I think that that game was really tight and we played some some really good football, um, especially when you're up against opposition who are who are set up well and decent and have got a bit about them, um, for sure. So we definitely played some good football that day. But again, the, the general theme is that, that connection to dominating the ball and keeping possession and having high possession stats and then scoring goals. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of those which obviously we knew the season was was done in terms of our, our title challenge, but we want to finish the season strong and this wasn't a throwaway game at all. Um, but sadly, the, the, sort of far, the last two results of the season um, finished on a bit of a low, which is a shame for fans and also players sort of going into that um, off-season period. But maybe will give us some motivation to get back and ready. OK, we need to be better. Um, we, we don't want this to happen again. We do not want a repeat of this. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe a good thing, Ross. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you'd think you want to end the season, as you said, with momentum going into next year yeah. and also it's a time for us to learn on our mistakes this season you know, we, we finished the campaign of course with one nil defeat against Pompey um, a good finish from them um, you know once again we didn't beat Pompey this year that's something we've got to learn from next year to of course get results against them get results against teams above us um, as well and, and even teams around us um, and yeah, Pompey are a decent side that you know they we've got they got to draw at our place and when they beat us. Um, and on the day again, just didn't take our chances. Um, but a lot of learning, and I'm sure we'll bring that into next season. But uh, not the way we wanted to end the season. No, definitely not. Um, definitely not. Um, but it was sort of going back to Oxford game and our last home game. It was nice to walk around and clap the fans who have been unbelievable this season. So throughout. Throughout our ups and downs, they've been, have always been there and travelling. Um, so yeah, big sh- again, a big shout out to them um, because they've travelled, but also to you, Ross. I think a big <laughs> shout out to you. I don't think it's mentioned enough the amount of miles you've travelled, and um, especially from men's game on Saturday to then come to the women's game on Sunday, which are often the the offset end. I think they do it on purpose. I think they, I think the leagues they they get together and they're like, how far can we make Ross travel? <laughs> Um, but I know a lot of the fans do the same. So, yeah, big shout out to both of you. Um, I think without your pictures, the girls will be struggling on their Instagrams. Yeah, very true. Um, but, you know, I do it because I just, I love football, as you say, um, <laughs> and I take pictures. But no, 77 games in total this season, following wow. both the men and the women's team. Wow. Um I am pleased it's the season's over now because um, <laughs> I was getting to a point where I was like, I've had enough now. Um, yeah. Both teams, unfortunately, have fell off the mark that they wanted to reach. You know, the men's team, they wanted to, of course, definitely be in the playoffs. And, of course, the yeah. women's team we wanted to win the league. Sadly, it didn't happen. But um, it's been an enjoyable season. And we're going to end the podcast, Really Blue, on the awards from the season-ending dinner last week on Tuesday. But also, a few words from you just to round off the season. Unfortunately for yourself... It's ended the way you didn't want to end um, with your injury and everything like that. And also teammates, unfortunately, finishing third in, in the league. But it's been a, a memorable season as a whole. Our first season in Tier 3. I'm going to repeat it again. We've finished the season. We've actually finished the season um, playing all the games that were fixtured for us. Um, but what is your what is the main takeaways and the few words you want to mention from this season as a whole? 
Um, oh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I haven't, I haven't prepared for this question. Um, so off the top of my head, a lot of a lot of the players have been saying learning. So it's been a season of learning, and I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, but it's only learning if you reflect on it and you make changes after that. Um, so I think that's to come now in this period where we've got a bit of time off um, before pre-season starts in July or whenever. Um, but all in all, the, the season has had huge positives, huge negatives. Um, there's been times of very high highs and low lows, um, definitely in sort of the, the team camp behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, we've we've had new players come in, which have been great. Um, so yeah, it's hard, it's hard to sum up. It's really hard to sum up because, yeah, you have to say learning because you've got to take from these experiences that we've we've had. We've had the FA Cup high. We've had not winning the league low. Um, so it's the first time where actually we haven't achieved our, our ultimate goal, but through our own self. Um, so, yeah, a wake-up call, I'd say. A wake-up yeah. call that we can't win the league every year. Um, no, no. Um, and I, I echo what you said. There's been many highs, but there has been many lows. Um, a lot of memories, a lot of mistakes, um, a lot of uh, reflections to be made. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm sure Joe, Charlie, all the players have learned from this season and they will continue learning. Because um, yeah. if you think about it, Joe and Charlie are still young coaches. Um, yeah, of course. Of course, they are They are young and we forget that. We You kind of look at coaching and you think, yeah, you need to be the finish. You sort of expect them to be the finished article. Um, but Joe's very young, so is Charlie. Um, so they'll have a lot to learn too. So it's all about that process. But I think we've got to remember that this season we have progressed so far off the pitch. Um, so with the pro contracts being signed, the connection to the club, the men's side um, has never been better. Um, so I think we have to remember that as a huge, huge positive. And I really, really hope that continues um, going forwards. I think so too. And yeah, as you mentioned already, you know, props to all the fans, you know, that, that's that's growing. You know, the Gold Star now is becoming a hub for women's football. You know, so many young kids watching, you know, not even just girls, but also boys watching and, you know, wanting autographs. I always just love seeing that. Even on on Sunday at Pompey, you know, I know it was Paige and Joe fist pumping all the fans. There's a few fans wanting autographs and stuff. And it's just a lovely touch. Um, and yeah, it's going to continue to grow and memories to, to you know, like you think all the away days we've done this year, you know, trips down to Plymouth, up to Newcastle, um, just everywhere around the country we've travelled and those away trips, I'm sure, has brought the team together as well as, as a unit. You know, that the karaoke songs that has to be sung before the dinner, um, some of the bad food we have to eat sometimes, some of the dry chicken, um, <laughs> of course, the, the sticky toy puddings, uh, rating them, which one's got better and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's... Um, those sort of things sort of add on to it. Of course, everything's on the pitch, you know, that's the result at the end of the day, but also off the pitch, it's been fantastic in terms of just the team spirit has been fantastic again this year. Definitely. And I know that quite a few of us are going on holidays in sort of June um, together, which is really nice um, to sort of bring that team off the pitch. So, yeah, we play football together, um, but actually we're good mates off the pitch as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll be having a little little holiday in June to sort of, celebrate the work we've done but also um give us that little bit of a break before the 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 hard work starts again for next season and what what we want to achieve um but yeah I think there are massive positives too I know I'm conscious that I've been quite negative because although we haven't achieved our 
ultimate goal and I'm sort of disappointed about that as as are loads of people it still hurts um but there have been huge huge positives too indeed and um so yeah as I said already um last week Tuesday um or whenever you listen to this uh, of course it was the end of season dinner and a lot of people were saying just it was just great to see both the teams the men and the women's team integrating as one um of course we've got an award winner on the podcast by the way um goal of the season um and it was a goal of the season because what a moment it was um blue you've got the list of winners on the night um i've already spoiled your award but um i had to bring it in there because i of course, quite an award winner on the podcast. Um, but what was that feeling like, seeing your goal on the big screen? You were sitting at the table with sponsors and, and town men's players watching it as well. Um, I'm sure it was just a great moment seeing it again. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was nice to see. Um, and especially with my table. They were like, oh, is your, is your goal any good? Because they were like, oh, we'll wait for you anyway. Um, so I obviously watched the goal and they are like, yeah, you know, well, that's pretty good. Um it's so unlike me as well so all these people are thinking I score worldies like this every week <laughs> never score um but yeah I was voted on the night which was quite nice um but I did have to go up on stage and speak they asked mm. me questions which was scary it was scary Ross um it's all right yeah. when I'm talking to you on a podcast that's fine but when when I'm on stage speaking in front of 250 people not not my type of thing um but yeah I've got the award winners here. Overall, it was a great night. Um, really nice to be invited for the first time. Um, yeah, had a really good time and so did all of the girls, um, I think. So, yeah, players, player. So, this is what, um, as players, we voted for Kyra. Um, great season. 30 appearances this season. Great. Yeah, I think we all we all know and we've gone out on about Kyra. Um, and what she's done this season, sort of stepping in my place and making it quite hard for me to get back into the team in a few months' time, I think. Um, corporate sponsors player of the season, um, Tash won. Um, Tash also won the Philip Hope Cobbled Community Award. Um, she's part of a sort of community trust, that that element of it off the pitch, um, which is good to see recognition for. Um, player of the year, voted by the fans. We have got Bonnie. I'm a big yeah. fan. I'm a big fan of that choice by um, by the fans. I would have voted for Bonnie as well. Um, and then obviously got all of the season. I did. I did have to pick up the nice chunk of glass um, yeah. that's currently sitting on my dining table. Um, but yeah, some really good winners. Um, I think potentially if, if I was to give another award out, I would give it to Laugh. Um, I think she deserves recognition for, for this season. Um, I don't know about you and your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, so for you listeners, if you enjoyed this hour and a bit of me and Blue <laughs> chatting, a long one, but I hope you've enjoyed on your on your car drives, your walks, your runs. Um, hello, all our regular listeners, of course. Um, good old Joe. How you doing? Um, but we are got a, another jam-packed show next week doing our own separate awards. Um, and I'm looking forward to that because I'm sure there'll be other players that will get mentioned, other moments as well. But yeah, like we've, we had a little section on Laffy earlier, but yeah, she's been fantastic. Even Bonnie, you know, what a signing, you know, experiences, of course, had to take the captain's armband from you this season. Um, and I didn't know how good she was. I didn't know much about her. I, I knew of her, you know, history in terms of all the clubs she's played for. She played at the highest level. But I didn't know she was going to be this good. And then she's been <laughs> unbelievable. The amount of times I'm like, I'm just watching going, 
she's yeah. so good she is consistent. so good she's consistent yeah. under the radar and um that's my sort of favorite type of player so that is why i'm such a big fan i think yeah and of course so i want to give props to kyra because you know once again i didn't know what to expect from kyra when she made her debut she was playing out of position i know she's already come out and said she didn't really enjoy playing that because yeah, <laughs> no. position. Um, but she's been fantastic as well, you know, consistent. Um, she just didn't score that goal. She just didn't no. score that goal. Next but season, yes. next, next season. season, next season indeed. Um, but, but there we go, Blue. It's uh, it's been one hell of a show. Um, once again, it's been many ups and downs on this podcast throughout the season. Um, but it has been a pleasure having you on, Blue. We are going to be back next week doing our own awards and uh, we've also got a massive quiz and the quiz will be blue versus me who will end the season as champion of champion in the quiz <laughs> uh, good old good old k-dog kieran stanley the media man and other jobs he does too many jobs really but he does a lot of other jobs props to him he'll be in the host chair for that quiz We're also going to be handing out different awards and different categories which we'll look forward to um blue any other business before we wrap up no, I think just wrapping up as a season as a whole, it's been it's been great to be on the spot, actually. Something that I hadn't ever done before um, and probably was quite nervous about saying yes to <laughs> initially when you asked me. But yeah, I've really enjoyed it and really enjoyed speaking with you and our guests each week. So yeah, just a big thank you for getting me involved. Um, it's something that yeah, I've, lo- I've loved doing every week. I was worried if you said no. Um, I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, because my co-host previously, good old Katie Sandals, if, she are, if you are listening, hey, Katie, um, she, she left me. And I was, I was all alone. Ditched me pretty much for another job. I know she's doing well in that job. Um, but I was like, do you know what? Blue would be fantastic. And you have been fantastic all year, Blue. So thanks so much. We've had so many great guests on as well. We've had all, all the players, minus Lucy Egan, but we'll get her on soon. Um, <laughs> um, but there's been just great memorable moments, talking about memories and just football. People's just there, their career as a whole so far. Yeah. And, you know, some good quiz battles. We've beaten some of the players on this. Sometimes they're beating us in the quizzes as well. We've had Charlie, we've had Joe on as well. We've good old Jack Mitch- Mitchell as well talking about what he's been doing behind the scenes. I know he's had an enjoyable season as well, yeah. um, going up and down the country. And th- those sort of people don't get mentioned enough, really. Those behind-the-scenes staff, like even Nicola, you know. Yeah, the... have to get her on. What's her title? Is it team performance? So, sort of physical performance coach, you could say, yeah. um, or S&C. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, they all play a big part and are behind the scenes. You've got Dan um, as yeah. a physio this season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have to get them on in future and sort of tap into what they do. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's been a great, great season of podding. Um, and thank you all sort of for listening throughout, dipping in and out. Um, and if you have made it this far, an hour, almost an hour and a half in, congratulations. If you've done it without pressing 1.5 times speed, an even bigger congratulations. <laughs> I hope you've sort of enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, any last words, Ross? No, um, just a big thank you to you, Blue. And um, bring on next season, seeing Blue Wilson in the middle of the park, doing these slides all over the goal star. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, we'll see it then. Um, but yeah, thanks again all for listening. Um, and we'll see you next week for our final episode. Um, but yeah, enjoy your week and we'll see you then. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.